Hello, and welcome to Lessons with Dad. And today I'm here with <laughs> two of my daughters, Meredith and Ruthie. Hi. Hi. And so today we are beginning uh, our series, our second part of the series, Know What You Believe. And in our first series, girls, we covered the book of Luke. And in this series, we're going to cover the book of Acts. And so, Ruthie, I'll start with a question to you. Why do you think the book of Acts is a logical next book to read after the book of Luke? They're written by the same person. Ding, 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 ding. Good job. They are written by the same person. Who was that person, Ruthie? Paul? No, who wrote the, wrote the book of Luke and the book of Acts? Luke. That's right. You know <laughs> You know that answer. So, um, yes. So Luke wrote both the book of Luke and the book of Acts, and they go, they really go together. They're two books and they're written to the same person. I will give bonus points. If you can answer, I got to cover the page up. Who did Luke write these books to? Who was the church? It was a specific person. The Jews. Oh, it was one person. I know, but I forgot his name. So his name is Theophilus. And yeah. so he's, uh, we assume he was a good friend of, of Luke's and just a really treasure that we have these two books. So girls, and I'll, I'll open this to both of y'all. What does the book of Luke cover in terms of in Jesus's life or in the history of the church, as well as the same as the other three gospels? What time period does that cover? Ruthie? <laughs> what do you girls think? Um, I don't remember. Well, it covers what? What do you think? Well, Go ahead, Mary. Now, like the beginning of Jesus's life? Or like through, not through the when? beginning, when he was born? And then, like, traveling to spread the gospel? Yep, up until what time? They and all conclude at the same thing. Crucified. And That's right. He's resurrected. resurrected. That's right. So they all go through Jesus' life on earth. Two of them give an account of his birth. And all four of them give the time of his ministry. How long was his ministry on earth? About what duration? Seven years. Good guess. That's a really good guess. Do you know, Mayor? I think it's around that. It's three. Three years. So good job. Three years that he was here on earth preaching and teaching from the time he was baptized by John the Baptist until he uh, died on the cross. They estimate that time at about three years. So he was here. All four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, tell the same story from different perspectives. What I love about the book of Acts is this may be the most important book in the entire New Testament because without it, all the rest of the Bible doesn't make as much sense. You've got four stories about the about Jesus, the Messiah, up until his death, and then you've got all these letters to people, the connecting piece between those is the book of Acts, because Acts tells the whole story about the beginning of the church. It really picks up 
And you'll hear Luke gives a great description of what he did. And in fact, we're going to go back. I'm going to read the first sentence to the book of Luke. So sorry, I'm going to hadn't planned on this, but we're making a quick change in the middle. I will begin by reading this here just so that we can read why Luke wrote the book of Luke and the book of Acts. So here's what he said at the beginning of Luke. Many have undertaken to draw up an account of the things that have been fulfilled among us, just as they were handed down to us by those who from the first were eyewitnesses and servants of the word. Therefore, since I myself have carefully investigated everything from the beginning, it seemed good also to me to write an orderly account for you, most excellent Theophilus, so that you may know the certainty of the things you have been taught. And so what a great introduction, not only to the book of Luke, we might as well consider that an introduction to the book of Acts, because that's what this is. We don't know during the book of Luke what Luke was doing, what his role was. Was he there? Was he part of the, um, was he around the outside of the, the disciples? Was he in the crowds? We don't know everything where he was there, but in the book of Acts, we know, at least for a good portion, he was there in the middle of it. He was a first person. Uh, many of the writings in the book of Acts are first person where he was there while these things were happening. And some of it, obviously, he wasn't there, and he's recounting what he carefully uh, put together. But Luke was highly educated. He was, most people think he was a doctor, so he's well-respected, and and we'll go and start the book of Acts there. Uh, Ruthie, I'm going to let you begin. You can read this first part, and then we'll hand it over to, to Meredith. But I think this is just such an exciting book maybe the most action-packed book in the Bible as well. So Ruthie, if you'll begin with uh, Acts chapter 1. In my former book, Theophilus, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and to teach until the day he was taken up to heaven. After giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles he had chosen, after his suffering, he showed himself to these men and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. On one occasion while he was eating with them, he gave them this command, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So that's right. So what an awesome beginning to the book of Acts. It's uh, It talks about what happened while Jesus was still here on earth, some of what happened in the original Gospels, and then he jumps into talking about this promise that you're going to receive the Holy Spirit. We'll hear about that in chapter 2 one of my favorite chapters of the entire Bible. It's awesome. But he kind of uh, tells us, hey, Jesus told us this was coming before it actually did, and it's going to be coming soon. And he was on earth for how long, Ruthie? How many days did it say? Forty. Forty days. Forty is a special amount of days in the Bible. So Jesus was here before he ascended into, into heaven for 40 days. 
So let's continue on here. So when they meet, met together, they asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? So remember, at this time, everybody's wondering. Jesus has been crucified. Now they've seen this amazing miracle. Jesus has been raised from the dead. They got to be thinking, this is it. This is the time you're going to restore the kingdom. But Jesus is going to tell them. Let's see what he, he says. He said to them, it is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witness in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. That's right. So he's telling them what their job is. They are to be, right? They're going to go in and they will be witnesses to the whole world about who Jesus was, why God sent him, and what his purpose was. After he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes, and a cloud hid him from their sight. They were looking intently up into the sky as he was going, when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? The same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. That's right. So who was that standing there dressed in white? What do you girls think? Take a guess. It's all right. Mayor? Uh, wasn't it? Uh, I knew who it was at one point, but I'm forgetting well, now. Well, I think it's just angels. Right, right there. He's got angels when he's taken up into heaven, standing right there beside them. These are men dressed in white. So they're there. Everybody's looking up into heaven. They're like, hey, he's gone. Now it's time for you to get to work. Right. And so uh, amazing angels were there as we read on Christmas Day when we read the Christmas story. Right. That G that there were angels there the day of Jesus's birth to announce. And when Jesus left the earth and left and was ascended up into heaven, there were angels there uh, as he went back up. So very cool. Uh, Meredith, would you like to read this next part? Sure. Um, then they returned to Jerusalem from the hill called the Mount of Olives, a Sabbath day's walk from the city. When they arrived, they went upstairs to the room where they were staying. Those present were Peter, John, James, and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James, the son of Alphaeus, however you say that, Alphaeus, yeah. Alphaeus, and Simon the Zealot, and Judas, son of James. They all joined together constantly in prayer, along with the women, and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. In those days, Peter stood up among the believers, a group numbering about 120, and said, Brothers, the scripture had to be fulfilled, which the Holy Spirit spoke long ago through the mouth of David concerning Judas, who served as a guide for those who arrested Jesus. He was one of our number and shared in this ministry. Keep going. Yeah, so look, how many people, how many believers were there at the time? What did it say? 120. 120. Is that a huge number? Not really. Not really. And what do you think they're doing now that Jesus is gone? He's ascended into heaven. What do you think? Are they still afraid, do you think? I 
would be. That's right. The pe the same people that killed Jesus. Well, the government's after them. Was after them and probably wanted, didn't want them preaching and talking about Jesus. They didn't want any of that happening. And so they're probably afraid for their lives. That's why they're kind of hiding in a, um, in, in one house or one place. So there's a small number. Is it a bit surprising that the entire church, the whole Christian faith, started from such a small and meager beginnings? They're shaking their head. Yes, it is. So it, it is a little um, surprising because what happens, and this is what they were hoping, what happens to most ideas, most things when the leader dies? Someone else tries to start leading. Someone else would try to start. Are they usually as successful as a charismatic, amazing person that started it? No. No, they're not. And typically, most revolutions, most things in history, when you have one person that started it and then uh, they're killed or they die or they've been assassinated, which is what basically happened here, the whole uh, movement behind that person dies and, and just goes with him or her. And so this wasn't one of those cases. This was just the beginning. Jesus's death was going to bring in a whole new era and a whole new time on earth. This was very different. They didn't realize that. And so it is meager beginnings. It's not starting with fancy people. It's starting with very lowly people, which people weren't expecting. And so Mayor, if you'll continue from here. With the reward he got for his wickedness, Judas bought a field. There he fell headlong, his body burst open, and all his intestines spilled out. Everyone in Jerusalem heard about this, so they called that field in their language, I, I don't know how to pronounce that, <laughs> something that is field of blood. For, said Peter, it is written in the book of Psalms, may his place be deserted, let there be no one to dwell in it, and may another take his place of leadership. And so here, Judas betrayed Jesus. They had the 12 disciples. They wanted to keep the 12, but Judas had betrayed him. Then he had died after he betrayed him. Just a, a terrible thing for him and, and what he did. And so now you're down to 11. Jesus is gone, and they want to replace the disciple because they realize something is about to happen. So, Meredith, let's, let's read how they decide who should take his place. Therefore, it is necessary to choose one of the men who have been with us this whole time. The Lord Jesus went in and out among us, beginning from John's baptism to the time when Jesus was taken up from us. For one of these must be a, become a witness with us of his resurrection. So they proposed two men, Joseph called Barsaba, what? I've never heard of that person. Yeah. Well, maybe I have, but. And Mathias. Matthias. Oh, sorry. I do know how that is. Matthias. Then they prayed, Lord, you know everyone's heart. Show us which of these two you have chosen to take over the apostolic. What? Whatever. To take over the ministry. Which Judas left to go where he belongs. Oh, that's kind of mean. Then they cast lots, and the lot fell to Matthias. So he was added to the 11 apostles. All right. So what do you think happened here, Rue? What just happened? 
Judas is gone. They needed to pick somebody else. What did they do? Um, they're asking him to show who they chose. Yeah. So they, they asked God. They prayed to God and said, God, help reveal it. And they cast lots, which was something kind of like rolling dice, seems like a little bit by chance. But they're praying and depending on God and the Holy Spirit to help guide what happens. Matthias is chosen, and now the 12 are fulfilled. <clears throat> they have the 12 that they're going to go forward with. So this really sets up the story. Here we've got Luke who is carefully documenting all that's gone on. Jesus has died. He's gone to heaven after spending 40 days on earth. And now what do we do? <laughs> that's, what, that's what the church is wondering. What do we do? We've got these 120 believers. What are we going to be able to do? We're not well-educated. We don't have any money. What's going to happen? And they're going to realize and find out very quickly that their lives are going to be very, very exciting. Things are going to happen and it all happens when what we heard earlier, when they receive the Holy Spirit. That's when it all changes. So this is the beginning to the book of Acts. Any thoughts, comments, any, any questions you have about the beginning of the church or how that all started? What do you think, girls? I don't think so. No. Well, look, this is how it began. I think next chapter is going to begin the super exciting version. Right now, we've got all the players, and it's interesting. This is Peter, not, yeah, Peter, Matthew, Mark, all, not Mark, Peter, Matthew, the other disciples that were there, John, James, James that, that you had some great, all the core disciples are there along with the women, the 120 believers that are there, there's somebody that's not there that comes along later in the book of Acts and is one of the major writers of the New Testament. Do you know who that is? Who is the person that was not there, not a disciple, but comes in later and is one of the main characters in the book of Acts? Any guesses? Paul. <laughs> That's right, Paul. And so about, and it, the, the book of Acts will transition during Paul's conversion. And Paul, who's one of the major characters in the book of Acts, starts out as someone who was actually persecuting and killing Christians. It's hard to believe. Here's this person doing these terrible things that is completely uh, transformed by Jesus. An exciting story, and, an, and an, a common mistake that people make is, hey, Paul was one of the original disciples. He was not. He came around later after Jesus was already gone and the, the Christian faith was beginning and really starting to take off. So uh, that concludes chapter one. Thank you for joining us, and next time, join us next time on Lessons with Dad.